Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill and I, Luke Cutforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for a quick fire round, which includes some of your questions from social media. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast podcast app of choice. So guys, this week, before we start, I have some news for you. <gasps> We've been featured on the homepage of Apple Podcasts. No way. Big clapping no round for us. Actually, yeah, we actually are. What? Massive big banner. Front Look at us page. go. Did we actually all over his Instagram account? <laughs> <laughs> Did we actually? <laughs> and we got a great comment on Twitter from Manino who said, I didn't even know what podcasts were all about until today. And after listening to yours, I'm crazy about them. Greetings from Greece. Oh, big love We love you, Manino. That's freaking awesome. Before we start, we always like to go through what happened last week and see how our polls performed. So if you have no idea what's going on in this section, then go back to last week and listen to that one first and then come back here. Last week, I started the show with my story about Meghan Markle's dad and whether he should attend the royal wedding. And 59% of Twitter agreed with me that he should come because the rest of you guys thought he, he was a bad man, didn't you? No, that no, wasn't I it. Didn't. Well, I thought it was up to her. But most people agree with Josh's point that basically it's up to Megan. So yeah. well done, Josh. You educated oh, woo. them. As we saw at the wedding this week, did you watch it, by the way? No, no. absolutely I not. I saw it briefly, but with no sound. I did. It was cute. He didn't actually go, but only because he was having heart surgery. So I think I speak for all of us in saying, Thomas. Excuses. I hope you, I hope you get better soon. Excuses. James. That is not James. what we're saying. We hope <laughs> you get better soon. James, what was your story last week and how did it perform? Last week, my story was about the whole Rita Ora drama and how her new song Girls was getting slated for not being very LGBT friendly towards bisexual women and most people agreed that uh, the the criticism she was receiving was unwarranted. 64% of people. Yeah, Lynn Lynn on Twitter said that bisexual women rarely get representation in music and so she feels a little bit let down by the song but thinks Rita has every right to write it. And Lucy, your story was the most popular in our polls last week. What were the results? Shock. Shocker. Um, People seem to be very vocal about porn. Um... Um, if you're confused about that, go back and listen to the last episode <laughs> of Educating Josh. We basically talked about newsstands selling porn passes and the government controlling porn. And so I asked if access to porn should be controlled by the government. And 87% of you said no, along with most of us. 
Yeah, I think yeah. we, we, yeah. we agree. I said yes, maybe. But for, for, for Americans, it's guns. For the British, it's our porn. <laughs> Don't take Don't it away. Don't take our porn. <laughs> Don't take our porn. Juno on Twitter said that in Belgium, some schools show porn in sex education lessons to teach kids the difference between real life See, and that porn. Is what? so correct. That's, that's I think that's problem. so right. So just one very quick thing on that last subject is that I think that porn is getting blamed for people having issues and not understanding sex properly and what the actual problem is is a lack of education and people turning to porn to educate themselves so more education yay more yeah. education more sex that's education, the official basically. line of educating josh more education it kind of helps us doesn't <laughs> it anyway sorry but we have to move on to the first story of the week and that is james's story so josh my story for this week comes from The Independent. Kim Kardashian has been criticised for promoting appetite-suppressant lollipops. Mm-hmm. She's been hugely criticised for sharing a photo of her sucking an appetite-suppressant lollipop in promotion of the diet brand. Uh, the marketing material for the diet brand states they're designed to be taken right for when you hit those mid-morning to mid-afternoon cravings. Many have criticised Kim for promoting a negative message for young girls, with one person commenting, disappointed to see such a post from such an influential media icon. Eating isn't shameful, our bodies aren't shameful, and we deserve better. My question is, should celebrities be banned from promoting weight loss aids? So Josh, 20 seconds, go. Okay, so I think that um, they shouldn't be banned at all because I don't agree with any kind of suppression of freedom of speech. Do you want to use any more of your 20 seconds? No, that's it. That's all I need. But do you think morally it's correct for big celebrities to promote this kind of product? Um, I guess it depends how you look at it, I suppose. They can really help people that eat too much and, and, and too often and do have to restrict their diet, snack in between meals, things like that. If they see someone that is influen- influential promoting something like that, is that not a good thing? If you've got someone that's struggling to keep into their diet, they need something. Is that not then a useful tool? No, because the majority of the time this is being used is being used by young girls who are being fed this unnatural body image and being told they have to be really thin because people aren't using this generally. Hasn't she famously promoted a curvy body image? Isn't that what she's kind of known for? Well, it's a, I don't know if it's real. She definitely has a very flat stomach. I think the issue is that it's encouraging people to build an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, But I don't think they should be I think our relationship with food is unhealthy. Like most of it, like how much of America's obese? Is it not a, yes, a useful that, thing? The to, cure to that is not to give everyone appetite suppressant lollipops. No, but they, you're not consisting solely of it. It sounds like it's it's been positioned so that it's like that mid morning snack no, or no, that no. mid afternoon snack. No, I, I don't. I don't think the, the appetite suppressant lollipops are inherently the problem. I think they're fine based on what the company said about them. Yeah. it's just the way that I'll read out her post to you because it's the way that her that she has gone about her post. That's kind of okay. What she rubbed said. me the wrong way. She's just said. Uh, you guys, this company has just dropped this new product. They're appetite suppressant lollipops, and they're literally unreal. And then she directed them towards a promo code to buy them. She didn't say anything about them being, you know, for mid-morning or mid-afternoon snacks. She's just she's promoting it as these will stop you from going hungry to young to right. her audience. She's saying they're an appetite suppressant. That is a product that exists, and she's promoting it. I don't. If people are abusing it, is that not then on the person? Is she actively promoting the use? of appetite suppressants has she said oh don't have breakfast have this because if she has I mean she's promoted appetite suppressants and that she's promoted an appetite suppressant product I think the thing yeah, here is that they, not- they, they've go, gone and chosen to promote it through Kim Kardashian so they're not going to Weight Watchers they're not going to some kind of diet company they're going to market to children 
and people who are susceptible to body image type advertising. They're not, they, there, is, there is nothing here that suggests that they are trying to help people lose weight what's from, the a, difference you know, between, from a health point of view. But what's the difference? Because like, the way you want to promote something and market it is not make it boring. They're just trying to have a good campaign. And I think it's people reading other things into it that is, I mean, again, it sounds like a case of people getting annoyed with something for, for the sake of it. Someone that doesn't need appetite suppressants, why are they looking at that and going, I need appetite suppressants? Because they have body dysmorphia? But then it encourages an unhealthy body image of thinking you have to be the absolute. Why, why, but why does it encourage it? It's a product that can be promoted. It's not encouraging it. It's not saying don't eat your food, don't have a healthy diet. It's saying this product exists. Why can't that product be promoted in the same way? But Kim Kardashian has a very unrealistic body that she photoshops and she looks a very specific way. And I think, I think the point is that a lot of young people will want to look like her and think that this is the answer. But I actually agree with you on some level. I don't think it should be illegal. I think that would be opening a complete can of worms. I mean, that would mean that we might have to look at banning than promoting junk food or alcohol or other but things. But we already that have do negative- in terms, in this country especially, we, we, promote, we ban uh, promoting alcohol and uh, junk food to children. No, I think it, with influencers, you have to be over 25 to promote it, but no one takes into account I, your I audience. I just mean on uh, advertising. You can't advertise I junk food I think the children. only platform where but that... But this is about celebrities. What I, the main platform I'm aware about where that exists is TV. You can't so, advertise any food on children's TV or anything like that. So it's regulated on that platform. I don't think she's done anything wrong. I don't think the company's done anything wrong. Maybe... Instagram potentially can have a way of filtering it from people that are, if that's the law and you, you don't, age, yeah. yeah. Maybe, so do you think that, maybe they can add a filter that excludes accounts that are younger than 18 being able to see that post? I think that's something that, that could would be, be an option. really important. Do you for think Instagram Kim Kardashian anyway? went into this with a genuine want to help people lose weight? No, I think she, she got a lot of money from it. Okay, so she, yeah. I mean, she's been paid. <laughs> okay. I think she's been paid. Should, and also then, then you go on to this, what's, okay, what about celebrities that do fitness videos? Your, you know, t- my 10 steps to a flatter stomach. She's just been really irresponsible, but she's not done anything illegal. No, and I don't, maybe that that's down to her. I don't disagree with it at all. It was her decision. And I think that I don't disagree with what she's done. I think that the was- really important thing here is what Lucy's saying, I think, is that she is, to a certain extent, whether unwittingly or wittingly, she is associating, look at my great body with this tea or this whatever, this lollipop. Right, and, well, that, and that's post, fake. It's not real. But it's in not the post real body. that James just showed, it was a picture of her head. There was none of her body in the post. Yes, but it's associated with her whole account, and she does lots of body pictures to look like me. In general, I've been using these. But do you think that that, that they thought about that and they thought actually, let's not include? I think she's came- shameless. I don't think she cares. That's the whole of Instagram yeah, so has it's a moral body issue. shaming. Right. Right. I completely agree. It's a moral issue. I just think I'd like to see a bit more consideration, maybe from someone who does have a following of 111 million people. Um, and a lot of young women are looking up to her that maybe um, she should... But I'm so tired of that idea of you looking up to someone and them having a responsibility for you. Don't put your issues and your problems on someone else. Like, why is that okay? Why are you going, well, I have this thing. She's done this. Oh, it's her fault. No, it's it's the illness that you have or it's a problem that you have. It is not that person's fault. All right, well, we've got to wrap up. James, do you feel satisfied that you've educated Josh today? No. <laughs> Do you agree with Josh in any way? Yeah, no, I think we reached the middle ground in that it's not, it shouldn't be banned. I don't think it should be illegal or like legislated at all, but... Recognise the role model because she's someone that got famous from a sex tape. She injects fat into her ass. Like, why are you wanting to be like her? But that's human nature. That's how people work. That's how advertising works. 
I just think she needs to be shamed for it, but she doesn't need to be banned from doing it. All right, fantastic. Well, you can let us know on Twitter what you think in our polls. Next story, Lucy. So my headline this week was taken from Vox, and it is that the media should stop making school shooters famous. Here are the three things that you need to know. This story comes off the back of media outlets reporting the name and photos of the perpetrator in the recent school shooting in Santa Fe. Focusing on the perpetrators of school shootings and other mass shootings has been a long-standing practice in the media. This was particularly evident with the 1999 Columbine High School shooting. Nearly 20 years later, these two people who turned their guns on themselves have amassed a cult following. Following the 2012 shooting at a movie theatre in Colorado, Tom and Karen Tevers have created a campaign called the No Notoriety Campaign, which wants the media to limit the use of perpetrators' names and images. My question is, should the media continue publishing the details of such killers? 20 seconds, Josh. Go! Um, okay, so I don't... I, I could be quite problematic here, <laughs> on trend. Um, I don't think they should, because I think there's two types... And I don't think there's only two types, so don't quote me on this, but you have people that are mass extremists and then you have people that are very ill and people that are ill, I'd rather they have help and are named so it doesn't happen again. They don't need to be named to get help though, do they? No. No, but it raises awareness for those kind of, you know, when you when you put a name to a person and you're able to go, this was this person, this was their background, this is what happened to them, this is the lack of help that they had... And I don't... This is really hard. Because but they still could be used as inspiration for another attacker. But inspiration in, in, in what way? I think... Because they'd be all over the press. They'd do you think... Matt, well, do you think... Well, have there been a... Are there shootings where it was for fame? Where someone did it to get fame? Because I think a lot of the cases that... And I could just be being really ignorant and I'm not informed. But a lot of the ones that I hear about are this person was severely bullied or this person was, um, you know, not in a good place. They weren't well mentally and this was their last or what they thought well, i don't know i can't so i really I think can't inflict I think how sort someone of saying was thinking is sort of like because while while this is what I, i'm reading from you is that while a shooter may go out and shoot somebody and hold up a past shooter as their reason as their inspiration you think that they probably would have done it anyway because they're mentally unstable and there's other reasons. So even if we sensationalize these people and hold them up as big deities of past shootings, yeah. it would have happened anyway. Is well, that sort of what you not, mean? I don't know how bothered they are about it. And again, I'm probably not well informed on this subject enough, but I don't know how much they're looking for fame because I'm pretty sure a lot of them die or commit suicide at the end anyway. See, this is the issue. We can't actually ask the vast majority of them why they did it. Yeah. But it does turn mm. a no one into a someone and suddenly this person that isn't known, isn't important in their community, is known by absolutely everyone and they're remembered for something. They are. And also, I think it, it then inspires people to go out. It's more sort of, they shouldn't have a face to it at all, I think. It's like when they, when for example, this is very off topic, but when they were dealing with Osama bin Laden, they wanted they didn't want to bring him to the US and bring him on trial because then he'd be like a martyr to the to the movement of al-Qaeda. They wanted to make sure that that was just snuffed out and they couldn't hold him up as this figurehead to go. I mean, that's rubbish. They already made him a martyr. Okay, but <laughs> aside from that... But going back on topic, I do think that this is about limiting names and photos. We can still talk about their situation. If they were mentally ill... Yeah, that's true. Then, then we still can publish that in the media. But that doesn't seem to be what gets reported. And so... I don't well, know. And again, it, it is really difficult because in my opinion, based on what I've seen, like 
it, where it would be a good thing to introduce is where it's radicalism and promoting a or, an organization that promote fear. I think that's where if you don't rep- if you don't report the it, line. yeah, because then what about the victims? What about the people that need support? What about people that need help? And I guess it's kind of one of those things. I, I mean, we've got the the um, anniversary of Manchester, and so that's one of those things where it showed a country coming together so beautifully and supporting and this devastating thing that happened mm. and actually i think it would have been a really beautiful thing so i'm disagreeing with my original statement because i think it would have been a really beautiful thing if what happened and the people behind it and things like that wasn't reported on yeah. it's just ignored yeah, yeah. like don't give them a platform yeah i'm kind of at a loss as well i don't know i don't i don't fully understand my own my own opinions on this because I think there's, there's benefits to both sides and there's cons to both sides. The thing I find awkward about this, firstly, I don't think we should sensationalize or even name these people because they're just awful and they should just go away and be forgotten forever. But just to get my opinion out there, sorry. Um, but however, I think the real issue here is that it's more than just the sensationalization of anything, of any kind of drama, of any kind of negativity. What you were saying there, Josh, is that the, the response to the Manchester attack was one of outpourings of love and support and, and I think I think it was it was you know a moment for me where I was quite proud of the British media yeah 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 like yeah. I've, I've never seen a response like that in the media before and there's you know there's a lot of indoctrinated fear in the states you know you walk in and at every any given moment on on American TV it's this person's killed this person mm. this has happened this has mm. happened and you know Bowling for Columbine in that documentary they talk about the difference between America and Canada and in Canada people leave their doors open and the crime rate is so yeah. low and in America yeah. it's it's ridiculously high and people are terrified and then you compare the news in Canada to the news in America and you see why and I went out to America recently and I turned on the news and I thought I was watching a parody it was bizarre yeah. it is, it is it, I mean coming from the UK and going over there and watching American TV and especially the news is an experience because it is so amped up like every little thing mm. but I think every tiny going, going back to going back to the story because um, we could get lost on on that for forever, but um, yeah, I think I, I disagree with my original statement. I think that even in cases of of extreme acts like Manchester, though, what about the people that are wanting just justice? Like they should still be informed. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe it doesn't have to go to press, but people whose families were hurt, they need to know what's going on. If if someone is being caught, like what's happening, and it's a way of informing people. Yeah, sure. I think to and, victims, yes. But... And what's the right of the public to know? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Because what you're saying now is let's restrict information to the general public. But it's only a picture and a name. It's not the details we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay, so Lucy... Mm -hmm. Josh has changed his opinion. Do you feel like satisfied that you have educated Josh on I this think subject? For the first time in this entire series, <laughs> I know it's only episode three, but I feel like I may have ev- educated. I was going to say evolved. <laughs> I evolved him. You're not a I Pokemon. We've now got a level two Josh. I have evolved. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, you can let us know on Twitter what you think in our polls. Now we move on to the last story of this week's episode. It's my story. Okay, Josh, my story comes from The Verge this week, and it's that Lando Calrissian's newfound pansexuality is balderdash. It doesn't say balderdash, but I've added out the rude word for for the children. According to the co-writer of the new Star Wars movie Solo, Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian is pansexual. Glad defines pansexuality as an attraction to all gender identities or to people regardless of their gender. So this is called retroactive representation, and this is nothing new. J.K. Rowling revealed in interviews after the books released, Harry Potter books, by the way, that Dumbledore is gay. I always thought Dumbledore was gay. And this then coined the term the rolling rule. The Verge ends their piece stating, real representation means crafting considered, nuanced characters whose sexuality is treated as respectfully on screen as it is off. If the creators want to do right by LGBT fans, they can start by picking them up off the cutting room floor. The question, Josh, is, do filmmakers have a duty to definitively show the sexuality of their characters on screen? 20 seconds, begin. I I kind of feel that shouldn't all characters be pansexual until it becomes relevant to the story? That's a much wider question. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's that, wow. that's the ultimate goal of the world, isn't it? That, is that everyone will come out as either gay or straight or whatever they want to be, right? And we just assume well, that there's people something. people just are. That's kind or, of my dream is people just no, are. Yeah, there's no coming out at all. Okay, well, do you want to do your 20 seconds or do you want to just go, <laughs> let's go straight into it? I mean, that's it. I think it'd be really nice if, if, if you know, sex wasn't something that... I mean, so, I mean, I, I make films. I've made a film. We made a film together, Luke. It was, yeah, it was good fun. Oh, promo. What is it that... Um, <laughs> what? It's not out yet, so it's not really promo. <laughs> yeah, we can't really promote it yet. Um, but um, I'd, why is it when you sit down and define a character that sexuality comes into it in the first place? Like, I think it's, not, it's not that sexuality comes into it. It's that they have gone. So this is the this Gender is the or sex. Issue. What am I getting wrong here, by the way? Uh, sexuality. Sexuality. Okay. So this is the real issue here, is that basically... Um, the writers of Star Wars, which, by the way, I've seen Star Wars, full disclosure, the new one. It's you've very this, good. You've seen Solo. Seen, I, yeah, I've seen Solo. So you know. I know I've seen this film. Uh, I met Ron Howard. He's lovely. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Ron Howard. Are you listening? I met Ron Howard. <laughs> um, the issue here is that basically what they're trying to do or what people think they're trying to do is they're releasing a film that doesn't... Actually, what I don't like at all is the fact that they've used this, what it sounds like, as marketing project. Yes, yeah, so this is what I'm going to do. Why let is this important? Let me finish. Don't jump my gun, Joshy. I mean, I, I, beat, I beat to it, Luke. So, <laughs> the issue here is they are releasing a film that doesn't in any way promote LGBTQ plus uh, visibility mm-hmm. and then announcing after the fact, oh, by the way, this character is pansexual in the hope of 
so some people think, getting the kind of marketing, the promo, the hype, the retweets. Yeah, but is, is it relevant? You've seen the film. Is it relevant to the story? No, it's absolutely irrelevant to the story. So then, yeah, that's just and pure they don't, marketing. They don't dribble. reference it at all. Yeah. There's no suggestion. And there's no... There's, there's a suggestion. Well, this there's is, a suggestion this is that he the... fancies a robot. So actually, spoilers, right. he fancies a robot. So it's not even just pansexuality. It's, pan, it's like Ro- sexual robot. robot. Sexual? <laughs> so, now that you think about it, this is a really weird film. <laughs> Well, I think, uh, so it, was it um, Star Wars 7 when they introduced, um, what's his face? Uh, BB-8's owner. Oh, um, um, Poe Dameron. So people think he's gay, right? I don't that, know, do it, they? People, that- are, people are theorising that Poe Dameron and Finn, the ex-Stormtrooper, are in a relationship, are going right. to be in a relationship. And, and that was something that I really liked about that Star Wars film, was because they they didn't define anyone's sexuality but depending on how you read it you were able to read that into it that's perfect that's wonderful and they didn't make a thing of it it was fans and it was people watching it that went oh have you noticed this connection that's really interesting and they didn't hype it up but now what it sounds like they've done is they've gone oh that gave us some free promo Mm -hmm. let's deliberately out like have someone be pansexual and that's actually I mean, Disney just don't get topics like this right, do they? Because the thing about Rowling, J.K. Rowling, for example, I don't, I don't know loads about it, but I love the Harry Potter series, and I didn't personally have an issue with her announcing Dumbledore as gay because I believe she genuinely did plan that because she said she told a fan. Well, like I said, I read that reading the book. Oh, did so you? I okay. always thought that Dumbledore was gay but, and Grindelwald. But what J.K. Rowling later on then went to say is she went in the in, the, uh, in a bunch of newspapers saying, oh, by the way, um, there were some gay students and trans students and lesbian students and bi students. And Hermione was black. And well, and, Hermione might have been, but she clearly well, she was She clearly wrote a book in which that's not happening. The yes. Yule is didn't give it a boys, girls, get a date, go together. And there's no never any suggestion that yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, oh, by the way, yeah, there was a bunch of gays there. She comes on Twitter. Five years later, my book's not problematic. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it it literally does say her pale skin, which in several times, yeah, yeah, like a few times. No, that 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 really did annoy me, especially because, like, you know, I did read Dumbledore is gay, and it was so loosely kind of aimed that way that it was just nice and refreshing, and it wasn't a big thing, and it was just being able to to normalize it, which is what's really important, I think. And yeah, I, I just find it really disappointing that they've made such a you know, big hype about it. That's, that's, that's a real shame. I, so think it's, it's, I, I think it's particularly toxic when they use it, like when they use gay baiting methods to get promo, like you said, Absolutely. taking it back to that. Um, a, another recent one was Pitch Perfect 3, in which the whole, like a lot of the ads behind it was, will these two female characters kiss? Are they going <laughs> to get their kiss? Are they going to kiss? And they had like, ads where they almost kissed but didn't and I then mean, in the so, film in the okay, film there was more because there's a reason for it if that makes sense. like there's a there are two female characters that could kiss and if if that was but um, it wasn't written into the films at all they they were oh, just just in the trailer it was just, they were just friends it was just what? in the promo they're just they're just friends in the film oh my that's God. there's nothing to it yeah. okay well that's that's different then <laughs> so josh josh my, my question to begin with was do the filmmakers have a duty to definitively show the sexuality of the characters no they have a duty not to if it's classy and if it fits then by all means if it, like, well if it's it real if they're just thrusting on some girl girl and girl action onto a Excuse me. Thrusting. And we're back in last week's episode. (laughs) This is like you with the stiff. I I can't help it. If you're confused, go listen to last week's episode. (laughs) No, but if they are just actually I'm gonna own the word thrusting girl on girl action onto our screens just to get some PR bonus, I think that's dreadful. 
Yeah, no. Oh, yes, I even said bonus. Right, I'm just... I'm just All right, we're going to move on. In conclusion, I feel quite happy that we've come to a nice happy medium on this. Nice happy Absolutely. middle ground. I completely agree with Josh in that you... There's, there's no duty yeah, to show say, Absolutely not. I think everyone fully agrees with me. There's, there's no really, middle ground. There's, mi- well, there's no middle ground. Yeah, all right. Cool. Fantastic. Well, we're going to move on now. Is that all right? Everyone happy? It's time for the quick fire round. Josh, Corinne Mensa, who was recently named Miss Curvaceous UK 2018, says it's unfair that plus size clothing costs more money because it uses more materials. No, that's logical. Okay. Sweden's government has sent out booklets to citizens giving advice on how to prepare for war, which critics say is a cause of anxiety, especially since Sweden hasn't been at war since 1814. I don't think they're the best people to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) A beauty worker has been fired by the company that employed her for giving a free makeover to YouTuber Shane Dawson whilst he was vlogging. So he was vlogging in the store and... And and she gave him a free makeover. Free promo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't get the problem. All right. Well, she's been fired. That's the problem. After pleading with MPs for a sugar tax on milkshakes, Jamie Oliver's website has been found to be endorsing a milkshake that contains 46 teaspoons of sugar. What a hypocrite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And our feel-good story of the week, Josh, Meghan Markle's rescue dog, Guy, received the royal treatment as he rode into Windsor in an armoured Range Rover sat next to the Queen. I mean, he's just a dog. No, he's, he's, he's so <laughs> Woffington. Why has he got an armoured truck and Meghan Markle's going no, in a horse and carriage? She <laughs> deserves one. <laughs> the Queen was in it as well. She does, he just, uh, they went in together. Oh, really? Oh, she should get out. The Queen, <laughs> the, dog. the Queen and a dog got a tank. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. We had a pretty good week this week, didn't we? I really Did we enjoyed it. stories we agreed on. Fantastic. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content for each of today's topics and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love for you to send in questions for next week's quick fire round. Please go subscribe and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. 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 Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.